Welcome back, everyone, to episode 25 of Show and Tell. This is just my small adventure to highlight the creators and contributors to the magic community. Uh, today, I am super excited to be joined by streamer, judge, magic ambassador, Kurohitsuki. Kuro, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate being on. Yeah, I, I appreciate being on because, you know, if if longtime viewers of my show, which is probably nobody, I'm a very small show, may look like, what's going on in my background? Uh, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Sometimes, you know, making schedules work requires some uh, creative scheduling. Uh, I'm in my office at home, which is very small. I've decided to call it my battle bridge. Are you, did you watch <laughs> Star Trek at all? Like uh, Next Generation, they had the battle bridge. is when the saucer separated from the main oh, uh, yes, part of the yeah. Enterprise. So the battle bridge was always like the secondary kind of like they're going to go do fighting. And I'm going to – this is getting real nerdy. But so the saucer section can only operate on impulse drive, whereas everything else – because that's where the warp nacelles were. They could go fast. Right. But the battle bridge was always kind of like that crazy one. I'm like, this is my battle bridge. If I had gels for my lights, I'd probably be like a red thing right now. It's like Mm – I don't know why. I'm not not going to battle. But it just feels like the secondary secondary location. So, (laughs) Hey, Google. Anyways. Turn the lights red. (laughs) Oh, see, there you go. I had there a whole like lighting setup. <laughs> yeah, that looks. Oh, you have. I can see you got you yeah. got the Enterprise right behind your head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... You were talking about Starstruck <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, does he know? Chat, does he know? <laughs> I, I didn't know. Now I know. Oh, see, that's that's some uh, that's, that's oh, yeah, fate got... right there. I got it. I got it right here. There you, okay. Yep. So now I almost mm-hmm. feel bad that I'm over here like, well, you know, they separate. I was like, you know, you know, that's that's the Enterprise. <laughs> Did you that's know? The Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He knew. He knew. Listen, I'm a Star Wars guy. Like, I did. I, I watched Next Generation. Yeah. So uh, I always thought the ships in Star Trek were really, like, the like the, 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 the way all the ships work, looked. Yes. Like, there was a cool, like, look to them. Like, oh, that's, you know. It's like, okay. Well, you and I are the same person. We have a lot in common because I also... I'm I'm a bigger Star Wars uh, fan than I am Star Trek, just because I'm I'm just physically deeper into Star Wars um, yeah. than Star Trek. But I I find the ships in Star Trek to be just just it's way sexier in a lot of ways. Yeah. The Enterprise E is the sexiest ship I've I've ever seen. Yeah, it's uh, I always wondered like okay like how would the 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 phasers on the Enterprise work against like a Star Destroyer? Like it seems like it'd be pretty powerful, but then like if you had Star Fighters, could they deal with like so? Anyways, it's these things like I, I'm. I'm sure you've probably had those thoughts too. It's like, how would that work? Like a few X wings could probably. Take oh out yeah. The oh, there's like, there's you know. been videos on YouTube <laughs> forever of like Star Wars versus Star Trek. How would it work? I believe at the yeah. end of the day, Star Trek would lose due to the sheer numbers. But um, yeah, yeah. It's always funny. Okay, this is now a Star Trek pod because um, the, <laughs> the 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 Enterprise in Next Generation is like the flagship, right? It's like the main. Yeah. The main, like, I always kind of forget about that because it's like, oh yeah, no, this is like their main whatever. Right. Not that they were ever really designed for warfare, right? That was kind right. of the thing. It's more of an expo- uh, exploratory yeah. scientific exploration vehicle, but mm-hmm. like it had, I think at the time. But yeah, is the is the E? Is that the one that's uh, from uh, the later movie? Yes, the the later movies. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, probably due to one. the uh, my favorite one right here. It is. Yeah, I, I love it so go. much. It's my absolute favorite. Just they they go. Ugh. They I remember they were ordered not to go help at some Borg fight. Was it was that Wolf? Yeah. Fight? Okay, I'm, tra- I'm trying to yeah, remember they, now. Like it's, the 
they were the Borg were attacking, um, going straight towards Earth. This is like a like not um, you know, this is post like Locutus and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but they were going to attack Earth, and they're like, "Don't help, stay over here." And then Data's just like, "I think I speak for everyone. I say to hell with our orders." <laughs> and then they go, and it's the coolest, one of the coolest space battles ever. Um, yeah. Super hype. The Defiance was there, which I also the Defiance over there. Worf was in that, and then that's right. They beat them by shooting in one heavily defended area with all of their firepower because that was what you should do, apparently. Yeah, it's very uh, well. It's got two things to say: is one that has the part where Worf's in it, and he's just like, "It is a good day to die." And he's all like, you know, Klingon. And I think all the everyone else is like, "No, we don't know." Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "The weapons are down, shields are down." He's like, "Ugh, looks like perhaps today is a good day to die. Prepare for <laughs> ramming speed." And it's just like, yeah. "Oh no!" <laughs> Such a good scene. It's um, so good. Yeah, I love a, it so much. And it's a very, um, very Ender's Game kind of thing. Did you ever read Ender's Game, the sci-fi novel about um, kid? generals and kind of like video game mm-hmm. stuff yeah so yeah it's uh the alien formics are like a, it's like a queen hive and like the guy stumbles upon like oh they're protecting this one thing so it's like kind of mm-hmm. very borg inspired yeah i think yeah. timeline wise what came first but uh, um, i'm oh that's a great I'm sure question I, the ender's game definitely came first mm-hmm. um but the, before the board yeah. but okay. like did i'm trying to remember if, i wonder if star trek came before Ender's Game, I don't know. We've we have veered yeah. completely off topic. Completely but off course. Well, until there's a match of the Gathering universes beyond, you know, Star Trek. In which case, then we'll, we've been on the right course the whole time. Oh yeah, it's it's. Gosh, I wonder, what, I wonder what's going to come first, Star Trek or Star Wars? I feel like with the Marvel thing coming up, oh, God, Star, Wars Star Wars feels Star inevitable. Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars. I. I like after that. I don't think that there's anything I could possibly be more excited for personally. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's uh, yeah. There's even a new Star Wars card game coming out, which I'm kind of like, oh, Ooh. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, uh it's, just, it's the same company that's in like the last two or three of them, Fantasy Flight Games, and yeah, yeah. It looks it looks very Fantasy Flight Games-y, which mm-hmm. is kind of maybe not the best thing in the world, but you know. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Nothing will ever top Star Wars CCG. That was my my OG card game. That was game your OG, back, yeah. Back in, yeah, I used to still collect it. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, that's always gonna have the nostalgic place in my heart. Played that before I even played Magic, to be honest. Which uh, nice. You know, Star Wars, Star Wars is Star Wars is always my first love. Listen, <laughs> it, it'll get the full set treatment like Lord of the Rings did, like the full suite. So, you know. And depending on how they break it down, you know, there could be, like, a Star Wars set, and it's just, like, the Rebel Alliance, like, Galactic Civil War, and then maybe, like, a year or two later, it's, like, the Clone Wars. Like, they could they could go really ham with it. I don't know what they'll do, but I could not be more excited at even just, like, the prospect of it happening. I, I am... Oh, Luke Skywalker yes. deck is <laughs> the last deck I'll ever make. <laughs> I don't need to make oh, anything yeah. else after that. Yeah, it's... It's wild the the universes beyond stuff because like 
you know, the first one was Walking Dead, which was weird. Like, okay, mm-hmm. zombies. And I know that was, everyone's kind of like, but at this point, it's like, man, like, you know, the Doctor Who thing's been awesome. Like, I've been super stoked right. on Doctor Who and Lord yeah. of the Rings. Like, Lord of the Rings was perfect. Like, like the yeah, Lord of the, the Rings set perfect. was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been phenomenal. So mm-hmm. it's like a little weird. Like, I, you know, as someone who's played like for a while, mm-hmm. it's a little weird sometimes seeing like, oh, you know, like they just had a Lord, like there's a like, Tomb Raider set and like the Jurassic Park stuff. But right. it's really like, it's it's fine. It's just more stuff, yeah. you know. There's not, yeah. you know, it, it, especially high once they address like like I get, I I can't argue the legitimate criticisms um with the like the the Walking Dead, um like you know those are the first try you know the first ones and and I mean like Rick Rick steadfastly there is incredibly powerful the the effect is yep. just in, incredibly good. Um, and it, you could only buy it there at the time, right? That was before the promise yeah. of will will if if we're doing stuff like this, they'll be remade later. And post that promise, I think it's been all gravy and uphill. But I absolutely understand um, the issues with the original Walking Dead. Yeah, I and mean, it was you know I don't the mechanically unique secret lair cards. It was the first one. Like I don't yeah. think you know. Yeah. For better or worse, they probably didn't know like what people were gonna say or what people were gonna think. Like they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is a cool car," like whatever. But like, no, like we need access to it for everybody, you know, like the right. So, but I, you know, to to Wizards credit, they were like, "Okay, we we hear you. We're gonna mm-hmm. rectify this. We'll print them in universe versions." And you know, I don't know has the, has the Walking Dead ones even of yes. appearing. They, they have. They have started... um, it was okay. in I want to say like two sets ago. Whatever that means to anyone. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But it they they did recent like very recently, and they're like hard to find. Like I, I, I haven't seen any of them physically in person. I think maybe Michonne's card I saw physically in person. Um okay. But I've only and I've seen the um, uh, Rick online. So, like I know what it looks like, but the rest of them I I have no idea uh, what they even look like. Yeah. They were very hard to get. Yeah, because they're essentially list cards, right? I think that's kind of a yeah, they, yeah. list slot, right? Which is which smart. I mean, still is competing yeah. with the list cards. So yeah, I know it's. Uh, I mean, if you're you know for for a company to make money, like it's it's not the the worst way to go. Um, but you know, it's just another thing to look out mm. for as as we buy packs and boxes and all that kind of right, good stuff. Right. So. All right, we have just rocketed into the stratosphere with <laughs> whatever. So let's. I'm gonna try to pull this thing back a little bit on a course. Uh, I joke, uh-huh. you know, down for for veering, but let's 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 establish a, a baseline a little bit here. So, uh, so Crow, talk to me about talk about magic. What what got you into playing magic? When did you start playing magic? What was your, uh, you know, foray foray into the magic world? Uh, yeah. So I started back in 2010 or like, that's when I was getting into it. But I always say like 2011 was like, really kind of really where I started. Um, it was just like high school me was playing Yu-Gi-Oh and my, you know, close friends were playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And then eventually I just kind of got dragged kicking and screaming, mind you, but I I got (laughs) dragged into, into magic. Um, the, vampire pre-con, uh, deck back, you know, just, uh, not even pre- sorry, precon's the wrong word. Uh, but the vampire intro deck, um, okay, <laughs> with captivating vampire on the front, like just struck me as like, ooh, you know, like vampires are in here. Like I can have a vampire deck because I I love typhal. Um, and I'm like, oh, I can I can do vampires because it was around the time of a uh, Zendikar. 
So that was like okay. the the first time in a long while that they were like a full on type. Um, yeah, and that kind of like that that aspect really attracted me to it. And then I was also I was a high schooler, so like Jace with his little emo hood, it was also just like really spoke to me too. So it's just like you know combine those two, and I was I was in, I was I was just in. Um, yeah, I feel like. Jace for a lot of people was like, oh yes, he's I am Jace. I can relate to him right. so much. Yeah, yeah. With my hoodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as much as we <laughs> want to deny it now, yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And then the the lore of um, Zendikar was like you know ra- rather intriguing, um, but it was the next set, Scars of Mirrodin, and just like kind of like reading the weekly stories that would come out, you know, back when they were yeah. weekly. Um, it was like the coolest thing I ever read um just like just the, the, the story of the war the mirror and Frexian war and the invasion and all that and I was just like wow this is this game is really really deep and then you look at the cards and you're like oh like it's it's really telling that story and blah 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 the watermarks especially and yeah like yeah. Vorthos I, I, I am very much a Vorthos um as certainly at least in terms of like my the, the core of why I got into magic and and why I you know continue to build too many commander decks um, now, <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. always like for a, a Vorthosian reason. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of the more underappreciated aspects of the game is kind of like the lore or the Vorthosian kind of aspect to it. Yeah, you know, especially when I start. So I started playing. Um, I age myself in the Urza block, so way back in the early nineties. Um, and we had kind of pre, this is really pre-internet days. So like, uh, there were a bunch of novels though. I mean, they put out a bunch of, you know, books. I never unfortunately read them because I was lazy, but Mm -hmm. you know, you hear a lot of people talk about pretty highly about some of those old books. I mean, back in the day you could buy a fat pack, which a fat pack was like six packs, um, cool little box. Do I have any around? I have them somewhere. I have some older ones, but sometimes they would come with like a novel and you know, a lot of those novels, were pretty, you know, pretty, pretty interesting and a pretty good way to kind of dive in, but mm-hmm. it, you know, the access to the lore was a little more restricted. But you know, even just talking about, like, you know, Urza, right? Urza and Mishra, you get these oh, little yeah. tidbits from mm-hmm. um, flavor text and different cards, right? Uh, and it kind of, you know, even just, I think a lot of times when it's done well, not having all the information makes it that much more interesting. You know, mm-hmm. having everything out in the daylight or having all questions answered could be a little um, disappointing in some aspects. But mm-hmm. I do think they've really ramped up uh, the focus on story and trying to incorporate, you know, um, articles online and then just telling the story through the cards. Like you, like you mentioned with the watermarks, right. um, when I came back to the game after being away for a few years during uh, Dominaria, you know, I kept seeing, I think it was... Uh, like the planeswalker symbol on the, right. the box kind of reference, like, oh, this is a story moment. And like, oh, that's right, a really right, cool right. way to kind of draw people Point in. Like, oh, this is like, yeah. A, yeah, you know, where before I like be like, okay, this is like, you know, a card and this thing. And they might go, oh, that's what that's referencing. Like you have like, to right. kind of It's know. like, oh, there's Urza's head cut off. And you're like, yeah, sure. I, yeah. The card I looked at right before it, he was fine. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, there's, you know, it's, there's some deep lore. I mean, I think just the fact that we saw it, especially I think um, with the kind of the return of the Phyrexians and um, like March of yep. Machines, all would be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just like the Phyrexian language, like the fact that they yeah. have 
an entire language right uh designed like there's there's you don't do that if you're not dedicated to the story more mm-hmm. than just like kind of a th- you know throwaway parts here and there exactly so. right it, it was clearly not just like a throwaway villain thing for them you know like the, the people who were designing that set both um both the set itself and the Phyrexians and the themes and also the story like i i got to become uh, close friends with the author of that like the the march of the machines um storyline it's just oh, wow. like yeah i mean there's a lot of love and um there's a lot of that goes into it, um, and, and 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 some slight incongruencies, but like there there is still just like it's always people just trying to like do their best, um, yeah, yeah, on on their aspect, and that's that's always great to see, and it, it shines through in a lot of ways. Yeah, I definitely think you know just pretty much most people at Wizards specifically, yes, regardless of like what's kind of happening, is like they're dedicated to making a really good world. Being yeah. a story, game, game pieces, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Hasbro, however, you know, that's this different story. But Wizards, we, we stand yeah. Wizards, people. We absolutely do. You know, we absolutely do. They, yeah. you, you can tell the people who work there love the game, and that's the mm-hmm. kind of people you want making your game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's awesome. It's 2011 and 12. All right. Um, so I'm. when did you start? I know you're pretty much a primarily a commander player now. When did you mm-hmm. kind of discover commander or actually before that, before that, I actually wanted to ask you. So you're a Yu-Gi-Oh player. Um, mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh scares me. I've, I've always <laughs> looked at that game. I'm just like, there's too many words in those boxes. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. understand. And like the life totals, like the numbers are too big. It's like, oh, there's <laughs> thousands and 500s, like too much to track. But how mm-hmm. was it coming from Yu-Gi-Oh to magic in terms of like, um, Picking up the game, I guess, uh, that, that transition. Mean, yeah, so, I mean, this is back in 2010, 2011. So, like, there, the I, I my main thing, so, it, they kind of had, like, original Yu-Gi-Oh! And, you know, very, you know, close to the show and all that. And then they kind of just, like, introduced more kind of, like, newer, bigger time mechanics. Um, like, fusion summoning was, like, always there from the beginning. And it's like, okay, I kind of yeah. understand that. And then, like, they came out with, like, synchro summoning, which is just... This extra thing on the side, but, like, I really enjoyed the themes of, of Synchro Summoning. It was a very, like, character-centric sort of thing, too. So I liked that. Um, and, you know, maybe it was just, like, me as a kid not really, like, understanding or, like, wanting things to change. But then they came out with, like, a new mechanic. I think it was, like, XYZ Summoning. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. Um, I didn't like that they, like, weren't doing Synchro Summoning anymore. I'm like, oh, I don't know these characters. They keep on supporting the ones I like, blah, blah, blah. So that was, like, the right time. Pretty much, like, the right time where it's like, okay, I am no longer wanting to be into this. Let me see what my friends have been trying to drag me into. Oh, vampires are there? My girlfriend at the time loves Twilight. It's it's basically <laughs> like, I'm yeah, it'll be great. Um, and, then it, and then it was just that way like it was all downhill yeah. from there <laughs> all done. yeah that's funny um, but in terms yeah, of like that's... going from one to the other and like learning the mechanics it's hard to remember from back then yeah. but um i liked that certain words had definition or like certain effects just had definitions so like uh-huh. um you'll have in a whole paragraph to describe what trample is on the like Yu-Gi-Oh card at the time, whereas yeah. Magic just calls it Trample, and I I liked that shortening of the you know, the, the, the shortening of the words. It's just like listen, you know yeah. what it is. It's Trample. 
let's go on to the rest of the abilities or, or something else. And, uh, you know, that was, like, um, one way in which I kind of, like, really appreciated not having, like, actual paragraphs of text that yeah. was unique to each card. I don't even know how Yu-Gi-Oh! keeps doing it. But, God, <laughs> somehow every single card is its own novel doing something. Whereas, you know, as much as we feel like, you know, Strixhaven kind of did weird stuff, it's... Yeah, you know, it's not always the exact same. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, and you know, I, I know you mentioned you like typo kind of uh, decks. Is that not? Again, I'm gonna speak as a really uninformed person. Mm -hmm. Is that not 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 quite a deck type in Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, I guess you. Uh, it is, and I and I found it. I I I st and I stuck to those those types too. So like, I did like spell casters and. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, there's a character called Endemon, and they have like a they call it like a spell counter mechanic, basically energy, in a way. Okay. Um, they had a yeah. very similar to like energy mechanic, and Endemon specifically was a character, and like you know other cards in like the the, the school of Endemon and blah 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 dealt with spell counters, and I'm like, you know what, I like that. I just I pick up all the cards that just like say spell counters on it. And then I put it together in a deck, and then, like, that's what I'm doing. I Even if I lose, I was still following, like, the themes and, like, doing the spell counter thing. And, like, all the characters, you know, go together in, in some way, shape, or form. And, like, that's what I always look for. I always love the synergies that are present in both, like, the card's art, the card's text... The, the 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 setting that they're in blah 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 i i really delve into that and connect with that a lot um and and magic had you know that especially at the time with the the vampires and zendikar yeah yeah that's yeah that's yeah that makes sense um i just i had just had to recover memory i when Yu-Gi-Oh first came out um it definitely intrigued me because you know, had the show and kind of whatever mm -hmm. I think I collected cards like I I bought some starter decks. There was like the there's a Yugi starter deck, the Kaiba, and then I think there was yeah. a Pegasus and a Joey Wheeler one. Mm -hmm. And I was just like I would watch the show like after school or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna build a deck. I'm just gonna build Yugi's deck. Whatever card I would see in the show, I try to find. Right. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's not good. It is not a I no. Mean, it was not a good deck. <laughs> and I got to college. Yeah. And my buddy is like, oh, I have a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. I'm like, oh, I think I have one too. We should play sometime. And I had never played before. And I kind of told him, and he's like, I don't know if that deck's going to work. I'm like, I don't know. Let's see. And immediately it was like, he, what was it? Jinzo? I think at the time. Jinzo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he had like, a, I just like, he just like killed me. I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. This is probably not a way to, you know, to make yeah. a competitive deck and so, whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just yeah. I think he was kind of laughing at me, like, <laughs> a weird way to build a, build a deck. He's like, yeah, I have these cards. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, turns out Celtic Guardian not that great, but it's great in the show. No, God, that's right, Celtic Guardian, and then uh, Summon Skull, right? That was, Summon uh, Skull, yeah. Yeah. What one then, one thing that I do appreciate about like modern day Yu-Gi-Oh, just from what I've seen, they have gone back and like brought new life to old archetypes. So like you know, if you like Dark Magician, you can absolutely do a Dark Magician deck. There's you know upgraded versions and. And then, oh, that's cool. like, through, through lines that you can now, like, play to kind of, like, revive the archetype and everything. So, th there's Unsummoned Skull stuff, you know, there's there's Blue Eyes stuff and all that. So, I do like that. Like, that part is nice. But Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, but Magic... 
Magic does that now when they go to Ixalan and they upgrade, you know, they yeah. make new Merfolk, and then now all of my Merfolk decks are just better because of it, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, no, that's cool. I I like seeing that, you know, I um, I really like Knights. That's kind of been my uh, uh-huh. go-to, I guess, type of Kindred focus. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I got really happy with, I think it was March of the Machines, they yeah. released a new Knights Commander. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, like, this is it. This yeah. is the Commander I've been, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's uh, not my favorite color pairing, or I guess pairing right, for yeah. Knights, but it's really good. So yeah. it's like, okay, this is this is pretty good. It has eminence. Uh, yeah, I know, and it's and it's eminence that doesn't feel bad for everyone correct, else. Correct, I would correct. say, right? I when I when I first got into Commander, I um, I started building an Ed- I made an Edgar Markov deck. And I was like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a good, this is a cool. Yeah, me too. And then like, and then everyone you kind of, you kind of start hearing people talk about Edgar Markov. I'm like, oh, this is probably too strong. And you kind of like mm, maybe we we set this for special games when we really need some extra. Right, Humph, right, right. Like harumph right. to kind of get going. But, but uh, at the same time, it was like the only place that you could play your vampires. And if you like vampires, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I like that there's uh, options now. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely, definitely a lot of options. Um, so, uh, so Commander, what? so when did you, um, I'm trying to think about timelines when Commander first started. Did you get into Commander pretty soon after getting into Magic, or was that kind of your first, or were you playing, or what got you uh, into Commander um, specifically? So first it was Zendikar, then it was Scars. Fell in love with everything, like and like like truly like you know, Scars block was where I cemented my like un- just undying love. Um, yeah. And then Innistrad, and Innistrad into RTR was when I started playing in um, card stores. Okay, um, and like it was. I remember I went to my first card store because I was like the president, like founder of like the anime gaming guild at my college. Because uh, nice. I'm a big old nerd, and um, I wanted to do like a learn to play magic day, and I wanted to make like a deck that was based on the guilds, you know. So like I would yeah. go, we'll make, we'll, we'll get the guild leaders, we'll put them in the deck, you know, sixty card deck. Still, I didn't have any, no idea what commander was. But I just like yeah. I still just wanted that like each guild is represented. So when people come by and say like, "Oh, like what's magic?" It's like, "Well, here's like a guild. Do you like the Rakdos? They're like this and blah blah blah." Um, and that process of just like having a leader signifying character um, that you know kind of just has the traits of your group was like perfect to me. Love love Ravnica yeah. for that. Uh, and then just as I played more and more in the shop, and as I guess that year went on, um, I got into Commander because it's just like you know, you know, I know this stuff is rotating out and standard feels blah blah blah. But like, if you like these characters, there's a way where you can just keep on repping these characters. And my first ever Commander deck was Tesa Orzov, or sorry, uh, Envoy of Ghosts. Uh, okay. I it's my favorite art in Magic. And I love the card, despite it being overcosted. But it was just like a way to represent, like, hey, I really like this character, and I'm going to build a deck that I believe that she would want to be in, right? Or the, like, something that lets her show her talent um, as a card off. Um, and then my next deck was Asperia, uh, which is also one of my favorite decks, one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite arts. And yeah, like so, RTR block was like my get into Commander because there was guild leaders. There were people who 
represented the factions that I really liked um, from like a lore perspective. And yeah, how could I not? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember when the original Ravnica, Ravnica came out and they mm. started splitting the guilds. First, it was really cool because they introduced Shocklands, which was yeah. like, oh wow, this is wild. Like probably this, the closest things to you know true duels that really yeah. we had, we still have seen. Um, mm. But just it was almost such a no brainer in the way they designed the guilds. It's almost surprising it took them as long as they did to kind of hit on that. Because you know the idea of allied and enemy pairs. Well, they kind of touched on it back in like a. Uh, with blocks like Apocalypse and yeah, some previous yeah. multicolored blocks, but for them to be like, well, let's just take the take the color pairs and you know create whole you know the the, the guild aspect. Yeah, I think that was them, yeah. yeah. So I think that was you know a very elegant design choice uh, that obviously has had probably one of the biggest uh, influences on deck building ever really right because yeah. we even refer to all you know the the, the color pairs now you don't like say yeah. blue green you say simic or you say right. Rakdos. like yeah. it's been like so ingrained into our um uh, lexicon now as magic players so absolutely uh, the the identity of those colors goes through the filter of like the guilds first and then you know you can break yeah. it down and go like oh it's blue white blink right but like yeah in general when you think blue and white you picture Azorius first and you know what that looks like to you and then you could say like oh blink oh okay brago you know stuff like that but yeah 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 uh but yeah it's you know i think there's the commander format is definitely like you know there's just so many ways to to play it right you can you can build com you know commanders based on themes or just on like the, the color mm. pairings or like you know everyone and we're everyone who's got a hat in this color pairing, you know, it's, yes. it's such a ladies looking left. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Guys so chairs, funny. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the kind of decks, you know, and for like players, uh, like, you know, for me, it was like, Oh man, I could use all these cards from way back. in when I first started playing that are, are kind of useful again. And sometimes you'd right. find some, some treasures in those old cards mm -hmm. that before you'd be like, Oh, what is this, you know, seven cost enchantment going to do for me now? But like all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, this is, I don't know if that actually exists, but you know what I mean? Like, you find these yeah, cards yeah. that, like, you never, no, it, it you never works, played. Right, and it works for your commander more than it does for anyone, like, any other commander. It just, like, it just, it's that very specific niche. And, yeah, it turns out it's cost 20 cents, and now it's yours, and you get to have this unique card that you're not just going to see in every commander deck, and it's unique to your commander. I love that. I love that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, uh, being able to kind of express yourself through your your deck building in in, in commanders, I think one of the more yes. interesting and fun aspects of the format. And definitely been like, you know, I'm sure. I mean, you kind of mentioned before. I think I can. Uh, you just get an idea. It's like, oh well, there's another. So there's another deck I got to build. Like something just sounds like, oh, this is like a fun idea for a deck. Like this, I haven't seen this yeah. before. Let me, you know, scrape together another, <laughs> you know, 99 yeah. card deck and let me put this thing together and see how this yeah. kind of works out. No, it happens to me a lot. I I have forty nine commander decks. Like when I say I cannot stop, I I mean it. Like I what I what I try to do, or what it, what's tended to happen is just like every set there is typically some character or some one that I just like attach to well enough to want to go like you know what I I feel like repping this person as like you know here's the 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 Innistrad person or here's the um, 
Strixhaven character that I like the most, and like let's build a deck around that. Um, yeah. uh, luckily for the most recent Ixalan, they just upgraded Merfolk, so I didn't have to build anything new. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that. That's what I end up uh, doing, and where was I going with that? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just just that that like kind of worthless aspect. They do keep on making them, and I keep on <laughs> building decks. <laughs> I know it's it's almost this. Gosh, I don't know. I think this episode is probably not going to go until twenty twenty four, but it is December. But we are in what finally a somewhat uh, respite of not new releases. You know, Exelon just came out, but we really don't have anything like new new. You know, we got uh, Ravnica remastered coming out. In right. About a month. Exactly. Yes. Oh God. I I love remaster sets because I can just not pay attention. I, like yeah. I get like one month where I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just blank and I just chill and vibe and it's just like oh this is being reprinted. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Right. You know, neat. <laughs> but yeah, I I do like reprint sets uh, for that reason. Yeah, they're pretty cool. We'll see. I mean, with they keep they always find a way. Like Dom, uh, Dom Dominaria remastered, like had some cool reprints. A lot of like uh, I really like uh, Richard King Ferguson, and he had a lot of art in that set. So I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna buy a bunch of singles just to have these cards. Um, but Ravnica remastered those old bordered Shocklands. I'm just like, oh yeah, well. <laughs> Definitely oh, gonna yeah. have to buy most of those. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got a couple I, of them here. Yeah, I just they just look so they look so good. Mm. I I can't I can't not do it. So, pretty excited pretty excited for that set to see just for kind of singles. And I think after that we get Thunder Junction. Is it the Cowboy set? I think, Is that the yeah, next? I think Thunder Junction is the next big set. Yeah. Oh no no sorry so, no no murders at Carlisle Banner. Oh yeah, obviously, yeah. duh. The, yeah, 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 yeah. They just got bombarded with all the clue uh, and all that. Yeah, and, right. and it's and it's yeah. more Ravnica, so you you forget. But yes, murders at Karlov yeah. Manor. Um, it bums me out that it's not like a real Ravnica Ravnica set because I like the guilds, but some of the characters I like are there, so that's that's fine. Taste is there, so I'm good. Yeah, she is. Yeah, um, should be interesting. Uh, seems like it's gonna be very tropey. I know there's like a Scooby Doo S card, like the you battling kids and all that kind of stuff. So nice. Uh, they are doing a pretty interesting thing with like the uh, what is it? Almost like an interactive mystery. Yeah. It's like it's like almost like a what do they call it? Like an augmented reality game? Not really. Yeah, NAR. Oh, yeah, NAR. Yep. NAR. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I like that they're trying stuff. You know, I like they're trying yeah. new things and not just like. Uh, just like, oh, here's another set, you know, just right. here's just keep pumping sets out. At least there's some something kind of unique about it. So mm-hmm. that should be pretty fun. Um Well, so, you know, obviously Commander does seem to be your love. I mean, forty nine you know, I thought I had a lot of decks. Mm, kind of. I have a <laughs> yeah. decent amount for some for how often the the amount of decks I have for how often I play is probably a little wonky because I don't I just recently have convinced some friends who we do other we do D and D and some other games, they have started getting into magic. So I kind okay. of now finally finally have a somewhat consistent play group, which has been fantastic. Nice. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, for you, and, and obviously aside from pl- building decks and playing, uh, you also stream Commander uh, on Twitch. Yep. Uh, so it's, I'm always, you know, it's always interesting when you kind of make that move from just like, oh, I, you know, I play Commander too. You know what? I'm going to, 
I'm going to host a, a Twitch stream uh, with different pods. So were you uh, new to streaming when you started hosting your kind of commander show? Or was it like uh, you had been streaming other stuff before? Or what was your yeah. what's your streaming history like? Yeah, uh, my streaming history, I think I started streaming, what's six years ago from now? Um, 2017. 2017, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, yeah, I have people who are like coming up on like 16 months um, subscribed. So I guess that's... Guess how, wow. how long I've been doing it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I started, uh, my main game when I started was Rainbow Six Siege. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I always did like variety, but Rainbow Six Siege was my main game. Um, and that's where I certainly grew like most of my um, my base. Uh, and I, you know, I, I worked at a, at a magic store, like uh, throughout okay. like the earlier parts of that. So like I, and oh my God, like I would get off of work at, you know, 11 you know, make it home, and then I would start streaming, and I would stream late into the morning, or early into the morning, uh, because I didn't have to sleep, because my shift started at 5, right, so it was just like, that was a big part of it, Um, and so because I was doing magic there, I didn't always want to come home to more magic, right, so Rainbow Six Siege was my my jam, and then, um, then I started doing, then Arena came out, and I started doing some Arena, because I'm like, this is actually really fun, I get to play standard when I don't get, because I don't get to play it when I'm working, right? Um, So Arena was actually very fun. And then, um, then I just started losing at Arena by, like, a lot. Like, I would go (laughs) entire streams without winning a single game. And that was extremely frustrating. Uh, So then I heard about Spelltable and was like, you know what? I'm going to do this instead. Or like, or literally, it was not not even as like a content thing. I I, you know, I I dabbled at first. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna see what spell tables like. See if I could just play EDH instead because this is like, like entire six plus hour streams not winning once was like very very draining. And and that's on me. I was just bad. But <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, being able to do commander, which I've always had decks for and always loved doing, and. It, at a certain, I think it was. I think I did it for like maybe a month, where I did both like uh, arena and spell table before I just completely went over the spell table, um, as I have now. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I play a lot of arena, mm-hmm. and I am not a conspiracy theorist, but but I play a lot of aggro decks, mm-hmm. and for some reason. Arena, I started. I've started tracking. Just refuses to let me be on the play, mm-hmm. like at all. It just, just refuses on the draw, on the draw, on the draw, on the draw, mm-hmm. on the draw, on the play. Don't want on the draw. Want you to uh, fight just, for it. <laughs> they want, and it's you know. And listen, I, I'm not a shuffle, and I'm not a truther about the shuffler. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know. But when you're on the play, thirty three percent of the time. With an aggro deck, it becomes very hard to make any progress on the ladder. That's all I'm saying. It can be, I can understand why Arena could be a little frustrating at times. Mm -hmm. Refuses to give me hands with more than two lands. I play a lot of best (laughs) of one, so maybe that's on me. I know there is some weird hand smoother thing, which I think probably is unnecessary, but Uh I digress. Um, <laughs> I would uh, suggest playing maybe one more land, <laughs> but I, I I feel you like I I get that you know, it, it can yeah. be very brutal. 
Yeah. Now listen, I'll. Mm. It's like starting hand. Oh, I get a one lander. I'm looking. I get five lands, and it's just. Come on, just give me one. Mm-hmm. Good, anyway, okay. No, no, yeah. That's why hey, in Commander, <laughs> you know, there was partial partial Mulligan for the longest time, and I loved it. And then when they finally changed, it's like I just say Mulligan until you get a keepable hand. You know, I don't yeah. need anyone to <laughs> not be able to play. You know, so I'd rather that happen. And that's, I mean, you know, as someone who's discovered Commander, that's kind of, I think, what draws a lot of people in, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, you know, winning's fun, right? You're playing and like yeah. you don't play to just lose, but mm-hmm. obviously, when you sit down for a game of command, everyone's just trying to have a good time, right? So, you know, being able to be like, just you know, mulligan, you get a starting hand. Don't as long as you're not abusing it, you know, right. somebody, and that's yeah, you, you trust know, them. You trust them not to. <laughs> yeah, don't. you know, it's, unless you're playing a CDH where you're it's a competitive part, you're right, where you to win, don't like, do that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Which is yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. But uh, you know, being able to sit down and like enjoy a game and see have your deck do things, right? That's everyone's just trying to have just trying to do stuff when they play, right? They mm-hmm. want to tap some lands, they want to s- turn some creatures sideways, they want to cast some spells, you know. And right, you know, it's the the if you win, cool, that that's neat. But like, really, it's it's, it's really the journey is the destination when Correct. it comes to commander. That's I think that's a very good. Uh, mm-hmm good uh, mindset to have and uh yeah absolutely yeah, I it's, can, just, I, it's just a game that you're trying to it's a it's it's a, a, a type of um communication a conversation yeah. if you will that you just want to have uh with someone and it doesn't you know it doesn't matter like who won the conversation per se it's just that you were able to keep on speaking for a long time yep yep yeah, yeah for sure um so as a streamer what are yeah. you know as someone who hosts like a podcast, what what have been some uh I guess things that maybe you have learned as a streamer hosting a pod, or maybe if someone's like, mm, I think I would like to start streaming some pods or stuff. Like any tips or tricks or just you know, uh, information you think would be like you wish you would have known beforehand, like you know, getting started. I know I'm putting on the spot here a little bit, but um, <laughs> no, I, I'm trying. I'm know, trying to to answer honestly and earnestly. Uh, it's like I I know for a fact that I am incredibly blessed um, for the um, community and just, like, the circle I've been able to kind of, like, cultivate or have cultivated around me. Um, so, like, in terms of, like, you know, jumping on spell table and playing with randoms, I've never done that. Um, I've, I, cause, you know, I, I've never had to because I've always had, like, people I can reach out to to invite on for a game. Uh, and then yeah. as I started making it, like, more and more of a content thing, I'm, like, planning out the whole calendar for the month. It's like, okay this person, you know, send them a link to a Google calendar, they sign up, and it's like, boom, all right, what are we playing tonight, blah, blah, blah. Um, Most people that I play with just tend to have, like, a really good idea of just, like, what, which of their decks seems fun to actually play, not, not just that they won, but, like, fun for everyone involved. Maybe it's, like, some unique mechanic, maybe it's just something interesting. Um, I've been incredibly lucky with, like, on basically 100% of people, like, understanding that. Um, yeah. And so, like, in terms of like, advice I can give, and this is true for, like, pretty much any video game I've ever played, get friends um, that also want to play it and improve in it. Um, because if you do, like, you know, those friends are going to, like, you know, 
look up different strategies and like talk to you about it or they'll want to play more games so that they can like learn something new or get better and then you get to go like hey i know that this person understands that like i really hate this kind of deck so they have a different kind of deck and then that we'll, we'll play that together and things like that um just just building your own like kind of like little community um out of it yeah. where people can just understand how they want to converse with each other um and that that's like the best thing that's uh, for any video game whether it be rainbow six siege I was always lucky in that regard, too, because I always had, like, a full stack to play with. Um, and it was of, of different people, so I always got a variety. And same with Magic. Um, being able to play with as many people as you can. Definitely have multiple decks. That's my number one, like, advice. I could not imagine. I, I it, It's just so not me. But I could never just have, like, just one, one deck. Um... Having multiple decks that can go like, okay, where this is a low power pod, they're looking for like not combos and things like that. Luckily, I have an interest in decks and commanders that can still be fun to play without needing to be a combo piece, you know? And then I can also go higher power if I need or lower power, whatever in between. That's what I should, I would say is my number one advice. Uh, or number two. Number one is definitely try to find friends that want to play it just as much and just as deeply as you do. And then second, have multiple decks, please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's no, that's that's good advice. And you you actually kind of touch on something that I talk about a decent amount on here is the importance of like community and building community, um, but also cultivating community. You know, I yep. think one of the most impressive aspects, at least in my opinion, of the Magic community is the openness and willingness to allow people in. Mm-hmm. Um, into a safe and fun place to sit down and, you know, engage and play cards. Yes. Um, and, you know, it can be hard for a lot of people who may not always feel comfortable in like a game store or something. They kind of to mm-hmm. approach the situations. Um, and it's like, you know, one of the reasons I, I really wanted to have you on too, is you talk about um, actors in the community and like cultivating, cultivating the community. And um, I like to say that we can build the community we want to see. Right. And, you know, I see I see pods like yours and it's like that's a good example of like, see, this is like the the importance of building out our community and right. making people feel comfortable. And I think that's a very important aspect. I mean, it really goes for any sort of game or hobby. Right. There's different uh, like Rainbow Six Siege or like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever different thing you're into. But like I would say for us and, and at least regards to this podcast right it's it's magic based right so right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. i like you know i'm always super proud to see you know the people who are out there like who are people in the in the community and like what they're doing and how they're um helping cultivate a community that is except you know open for everyone to kind of come into so right. um i think that is i think that is very important and maybe under appreciated aspect of what someone like you uh does uh because it could be it could be easy to kind of not uh see it or not be yeah. uh, cognizant of it right. but like it's you know it's I, I think it's important to like go like hey no this is like you're doing you're doing good you're good doing good work like i i want you to like i want you to know you're, you're doing good stuff and I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you're doing what you're doing i'm glad uh, thank you we have people like you who are out going out there hosting pods and you know having people kind of come on and doing that yeah. kind of thing so yeah um, and i also want to say you know you kind of talked about even just selling a google comes i don't think people realize sometimes like 
how organized oh, you have to God, be to yes. do these sort of pods, right? We were so mm-hmm. for people who kind of I was waiting for you to finish up a pod uh, mm-hmm. before you hopped on here. Which again, first off, props to you. I would be passed out of sleep right now on, <laughs> on the West Coast. Um, but you were even going through like your net your schedule over the next week. I think you have another, you have like a whatnot stream coming up, and you have another, yeah. you have another stream maybe later. Uh, I think on Saturday or whatever, whenever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But like the attention to detail, attention to detail that is required to be like a successful streamer is something that cannot go unsaid. Like that is a very, I think, important skill that people. A man, I'll have, but it it is something to to work on if this is something you want to do, right? That's organization is king, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I and I always feel like I can improve on it, um, too. But I I I know when I even when I first started streaming from like literally the beginning, I knew that I I had I had a schedule, right? It's like I know that I get off of work at around this time every day, like every every weekday. So I should have this amount of time, like, to get back home, do, you know, if I have errands to do, whatever, right? But it's just, like, get back home, I can stream for this amount of time, sleep, wake up, do blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I knew, and I, and I I know that I have a life that is conducive to being able to do this. Um, and then I just, I plan it into my schedule. Um, I, I plan on, you know, stream start at 7 and go to 10, that's one pod, and then from 10 to whenever that one ends, that's pod number two. Um, and the best way, and I've, I've gone through a couple different calendar apps and all that stuff um, to yeah. try to find, like, the best way to do it. Um, Google, you know, everyone tends to have, and, you know, links are easy enough to share. Um, yeah. But, you know, just trying to find the... And consistency is, like, huge very very key being able to yes. you know yes. know that you are going to play on mondays and tuesdays and fridays and blah 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 um is very important so like i know when i get out of work i gave myself break time i scheduled break time in there and then you know from seven to ten and then ten to end i i know where i'm gonna be uh unless you know life happens and there's other extreme yeah. circumstances but like that's where i will be every week unless something weird happens um, and to facilitate that, right, to make sure that other people are on my schedule, I will make a calendar, and I will invite you, you know, at the end of the month, here's the invite for next month, um, here's, like, a Calendly link, and boom, like, fill out what day works for you. Tuesday at 7 p.m., you know, on, like, the 13th, you know you're good on that, I believe you, I trust you, that's when we're going to play. I'll contact you the day of, you know, you know, t- <laughs> yeah. tell me if something changes, then I can send that invite to anyone else, you know, that, that is interested you know, um, yeah. it's knowing what your schedule is, what it's able to be and what you can dedicate to, and then inviting people in such a way where they are conforming to your schedule is what I've done at the very least. And, and I would say that it's been, it's been very important that I've done that. And I mean, you seem to be very successful at it. So you know, if Thank you. if anyone is listening and they're and they're looking for where to start or whatever, you know, organization, consistency. Obviously, consistency is also something I hear a lot. Uh, you know, streaming is is competitive. You know, there's there are mm-hmm. views out there, but you have to you know you have to have a consistent I think sort of schedule to kind of start making inroads. Um, otherwise, you're going to be uh, 
me randomly streaming Final Fantasy VI on my exercise bike during the lockdown whenever right. I was kind of bored to right. to maybe one of my friends who had hopped on because he had nothing else going mm-hmm. on and just be like, hey, what's up, Derek? How's it going? But right. yeah, no right. consistency. I think consistency is king. Um, you got the that's because that's how you know that's how people find you, right? It's mm-hmm. they don't know when you're going to be on or if your schedule isn't is always in flux. Like it's it's hard to make because people fall into rhythms. Right. Like I know I have my rhythms with streamers I watch. Um, you know, if I'm at work, I sometimes will throw Twitch on, and mm-hmm. I know that I have my kind of rotation of you know usually depending who's on. It's like oh, like Ham Hawks is on, and Amazonian, and then Jamie Topples, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, some, you know what I mean. Like that's just kind of, and you kind of get into a rhythm, and it's hard to. If if people aren't super consistent on there, you just you're not gonna right you know, right lie, break break through. So yeah, hey, just um, like when you're on YouTube and you click the you know look at your subscribe your subscriptions and you're like, oh man, I know this person always posts on Wednesdays. What's going on? That ruins my groove, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you follow this show, you know I post whenever I feel like it. So that's why I, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> yeah. better. I'm getting better. I'm, I've I yes. think I've I'm, we're, we're getting there. We're getting. We're there. This is gonna be the one, one I feel like. Another. When when we put the Kuro video up, that's what everyone's like. Oh, this is it. This is Kuro <laughs> likes this. Guy. Bam! Gonna break those two hundred subscribers. <laughs> oh hell yeah! My, that this. big that big two o o is coming up. <laughs> I feel it. I feel like big feeling big things for next year. So, uh, I oh, appreciate that. That means a lot. <laughs> that made me feel really good right now. Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes we don't hear that enough in our lives when people believe in you. That's why I think it's important yeah. <laughs> to you know. I I'm a big fan of complimenting people. Just like. It's just like, hey, I believe in you. I got you. You're good. You're doing good. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels good to hear that. You know, you just want that right. slight, slight recon, uh, um, recognition, recognition as yeah. you, as you, yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But yeah, so um, aside from you know, obviously streaming uh, and playing Commander, uh, I think uh, we kind of like you're. I think the first judge I've had on, oh. which is a whole other aspect yeah. of, um, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, number one, here we go. Um, <laughs> whole other ask of magic. I don't, you know, it's for me is very foreign because like oh, I, you know, I do this thing sometimes. Where I'll go on Reddit and someone will ask a magic question, and I'll be like, "This is what I think the answer is," and I go through all mm-hmm. the comments. I'm like, "I, I was, was completely wrong." wrong. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, for however much stuff I thought I knew about the game, I, mm-hmm. there's millions more I don't. But um, what? What inspired you to become a judge? Like, I feel like that is a, a dedication to the game that requires a different level of interest that, like, not everyone has. Like, you know, to be a judge is it's homework, man. You got to learn rules and everything. Like, that's you know, that's that's different from just I'm going to go build a mm-hmm. zombie deck right now with my Geralt and Gaselia. Is that Glisten Geralt? There you go. That's that's yeah. the zombie commander, right? I think they there you go, nailed it. But um, yeah, so talk to me like, what what was the inspiration to become a judge? Like, what was that like? Um, it's I want to say two thousand sixteen. Um, it was <laughs> quite the journey. Um, so like, I live in Buffalo, New York. It's a pretty big magic community um, here, and I was working at a card store, and so. I wanted to be better at being able to explain uh, and work through the rules of Commander Pods or just like just the wacky stuff that's happening um, all yeah. over. I wanted to be able to be that employee that you could rely on for that. Um, 
and and I was you know I was I was feeling that way, and then t- another friend was feeling that way, and then the third friend was also just like, "We want to get promos, like like let's get judge promos. It'll be so cool." And I'm like, "Hell yes, those are I, promos sometimes." I, yeah, they they are, but for me personally, it's like I couldn't care less at the time. I just I my goal was to be able to. Um, just just be relied on to to yeah yeah just just to really know the rules, um, and then, but that friend who was just like we really I were on promos he was kind of like the, you know the the push the the, the push I kind of like needed to kind of like get in and, and like finally start trying, um, to apply for it at the time, and um they they they, they did not continue the process um uh, but but I did. <laughs> I, I kept on going. Uh, local L two judge. Uh, <laughs> funny story. I didn't know I was taking the final like kind of judge test at the time. Uh, I oh. thought it was just like a practice thing uh, because oh, he, he knew I was just like over. I was I'm the overly anxious type, constantly double guessing, blah blah blah. Uh, so he made it seem like I was just you know, speaking out answers to, like, hypothetical questions, but turns out it was actually the judge test, so... <laughs> pull, the, pull the fast one on you. Pull the, it pulled, pulled on the you. real pull the real fast one on me. Um, but, yeah, like, just becoming a, an L1 like that and then just meeting a lot of the people in the judge community, you know, that was always... It was just, it was always just very, very fun. Um, yeah. That was, like, my first time going to uh, non-local events and just kind of, like, experiencing that. But, but... To answer the question, my original story to, like, why I wanted to become one was because, and I think this is, it ties into how I feel about magic in general, is that the game is very good, mm-hmm. and um, the game is incredibly deep and complex, and there was a lot of fun to be found in those, like, in those rules and in those complexities, and... It's not entirely like it's it, it's not unfun to follow the rules. Like say when you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh for the first time, right? And you're just like, I'm gonna it's gonna be like the show and it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna summon Dark Magician and summon Skull <laughs> and it'll be great. And then it's just like, no, actually sorry, you have to sacrifice two creatures in order to do that. And you can only do it once per turn. And it, you're like But but I just I, I want to play Dark Magicians like you can't right that's just not how yeah. it works and and the, and you know and obviously they're so fun to be had in Yu Gi Oh but like that kind of like draining feeling of just like oh like it's it would be more fun if I could just not play by the rules and everything like that I think that magic can be incredibly fun while following the rules that are in place. You can actually learn a lot more about the intricacies of the game when it's just like, hey, yeah, haste, you know, summoning sickness is a thing. You, you, you can't just go in there and, and attack, even though that would be more fun. But because that's a thing, right, because summoning sickness is real, hey, here's a card here that says you give something haste or, like, you know, destroy a tapped creature good thing you got to avoid that because you would have walked right into it things like that and um being able to know the rules very well and say like hey sorry it doesn't work the way you think it does but you could 
do this to get what you're trying to get to. Or, oh, this, you know, tap it this way and it will lead to something even cooler that you weren't thinking about. Um, I was, I, I, I've, I've explained this uh, very recently actually at um, DreamHack, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Atlanta the, with the, the playing, uh, the Magic for Kids, the, the Magic Kids booth. Magic Kids, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome I was, booth. Yeah, I was, I was talking to the head of that and the, he's also a judge. And we were just like, you know, the, the things that really kind of like really excite us about being a judge. And mine absolutely is like that eureka moment when people learn something new um, that they didn't think was possible before or just like didn't even think of. I really yeah. enjoyed that moment of just like, hey, you know, I don't want to rain on your parade. I'm sorry it doesn't work like this, but I know what you're trying to do. And here's how we can reach there and and having an intimate knowledge of the rules is paramount at the very least to kind of like helping people find that eureka moment yes listen we live in a society without (laughs) rules (laughs) yeah no i uh no you make a lot of sense i mean um i always joke when i when i went to college i actually i got it i took a course on magic my buddy taught me like how the stack worked I didn't, um, yeah. you know, my friends and I, yeah. I played through high school. We like, we played and, you know, it was magic, but you know, the st- when he was like, Oh, like, do you know what the stack is? Like first in last out. I was mm-hmm. like, no. And like teaching that, um, here's a judge. Here's a judge quiz. I, I, I lied. I am going to drop this on you. Can you explain. <laughs> do you know what? This uh, was the L2 like, test the whole time. You here, got me here again. It is. <laughs> yes. Um, like a app nap, AP and AP, you know, um, active player, non-active player. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of those things by knowing that you can have such more control of your game. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is, you know, talking about arena is there are a lot of mill decks on arena and, you know, I've played a lot of burn decks and knowing that the active player gets priority on their turn and all their stuff is going to trigger allows you to cast a spell in response to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've won a lot of games against mill decks where I wait for their upkeep and yep. all their stuff triggers and they think I'm dead because I have no cards in my library. Mm-hmm. But then you respond with your own spell and you, you know like you bolt them or whatever to win, right? right? And that's the kind of thing that like understanding how priority kind of works. Yes. Um, understanding like all that kind of stuff. Like you can you can take your game to like another level um, kind of to your point but just by knowing the rules yeah. better, you know? Yeah. Um, Gosh, my friends and I, we would just like, if we put a, a uh, like an enchantment on a creature that was like bad for the owner, we'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna sacrifice this creature, and like, you know, now it's like, oh, you can't do that. You have, you need some sort of sacrifice outlet, yeah. right? But like, we didn't right. know. Yeah, but like, right. I guess that was good because it killed your. It's like a free removal spell in a way. Mm-hmm. But just like little things like that make yeah. make cards make so much more sense, and you kind of know how they actually work, right? Right. right. Yeah, um, and then. You know, they, they might be bummed to learn that you can't do that. It's like, oh, but now I'm losing, like, two life on every upkeep. And it's just like, okay, well, one. It's okay, right? Like, it's okay. <laughs> life is a resource. Let, for, first, okay, we got a lot to unpack. I will yeah. teach you that life is a resource eventually. Calm down. Yes. You're at 20. So, you know, two life is okay. But, like, yeah, you you, you can't just sacrifice. However... Here's, like, a card that you have in your deck that you didn't even realize that, like, when you sacrifice a creature, you, like, gain two life and draw a card. It's just, like, you know, you could just do that, right? Like, that's actually, like, pretty good for you. 
that you like can or cannot do this, or you know, anytime a permanent goes to your opponent's graveyard, they lose a life. Well, that's an enchantment. So when you do get to sacrifice this thing, your opponent put a great uh, permanent in the graveyard and value that way. There is, yeah, as as I've said, it's just like being able to show people that there is absolutely a lot of fun to be had, even if you're playing within the rules, um, because yeah. the game of Magic is that deep and complex. I, I believe that that's like a way to get a true appreciation for the game when you realize that there's a lot of fun to be had, even if control exists, so even even if blue is a color. Sorry, <laughs> but there's actually fun that you can have in blue. Here's my yeah. Attempts deck. You want to see how fun blue can be? Here's Attempts. There's you know, Attempts um, says when you deal damage with Attempts, not just combat damage. But if you deal damage with Attempts, you reveal your hand. You can reveal your hand if you reveal um, six cards uh, with different converted mana costs. You that person, the player that you dealt damage to loses, right? So I come and sit down with a mono blue deck, and you think it's just going to be all counter spells and all that good stuff. And I explain to you, if I countered every spell you played, I wouldn't have any cards in hand for my commander to, you know, exilia you. So you're about to see a different type of blue that you. Oh my god, never that is that is the exodia deck. You have you it have is. made the exodia deck. Oh, that's yes. hilarious. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but you. You can take me out of Yu Gi Oh, but you'll never take the Yu Gi Oh out of me. I had um. I had the artist of Attempts like write obliterate on it. Like. Just <laughs> oh man, that's <laughs> so awesome. Good. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and knowing the rule system. I mean, there's a whole art. There's a whole. There's a. There's an article to write some days. Uh, Many magic rules and relativism with relativistic philosophy and rules and magic the gathering. Like that's the that's right. yeah, thesis maybe for someone, but yeah, like having a common set of rules is how you can enjoy games or yes. I mean, there's a lot of like systems you can talk about in, in the world between um, moral systems, ethical systems, economic yep. systems, yeah. uh, gaming systems, right? That's, you know, that's, that's yeah. what it kind of comes down to. So yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I think that is important by, further understanding the rules um, really just, you know, will make you a better player overall, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so okay, not a judge's question, but can you remember a judge call when you were working as a judge thing, like a really weird, like a really weird situation or like a something mm-hmm. odd that has stuck with you? Yeah, I can tell there's something. Yeah, there's something. so <laughs> there's a couple uh the most notable one this was a local area thing uh it was so dumb just so dumb <laughs> um so one player player a um so they thought this was back in the rules of commander where you like couldn't produce colors that weren't your commander's color identity okay yeah. um and like it just it just wasn't a thing you could do. Um and their plan was to play like contamination or something, which just like turns all like just any mana you produce sorry, all of your lands like lose abilities and then they gain like tap produce black 
or something, right? Yeah, like something that's, like so, that. So, something like that. Um, and then they, but in order for that, because it was a multicolored deck, so in order for them to like get around it, I think they wanted to play something like Chromatic Lantern or or, or some effects where it's just like. Um, you have undone what you wanted to do in order for you to basically, like, you know, be immune to it. Um, and they argued that that's, like, not how it works, right? Um, I really, really forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, they, they argued that, like, if you tap a land to produce any mana, it's only just gonna come out as black, no matter what you do. Um... And I ruled on it. I'm just like, that's that's just not how it worked. I looked it up. I've asked other judges. That's not how it works. They mm-hmm. still argue that. They went to the judge's Facebook group where you are able to ask questions or uh, were able to ask questions at the time. And mm-hmm. they explained <laughs> their issue. And everyone, everyone explained to them that they were incorrect. And they tripled down and quadrupled down and explained, said that like every judge was wrong and that um, if, if this is how it works, Magic the Gathering just simply isn't using the English language correctly. Um, <laughs> and, and that's just like what they believed and they were unflappable. Um, in their uh, argument, so much so that, and I remember this, I think the exact words were, uh, I think the head judge of the, of the Facebook group was like, I am closing this thread and removing this person because they are beyond our ability to help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they're just like so <laughs> obtuse with, with their... Um, uh, indignation and just just wouldn't just wouldn't listen uh and and i re- i remember that i was just like i just want to wash my hands of this situation this is this is just so dumb it was really and it's like if you look at the cards it was like rather straightforward it was i i think it, i i want to say the ability was just like if you tap for a land it produces black but then a secondary ability that just says, like, land, you know, mana can be spent as any color. Or, so, or something like that, right? Where it's just like, yeah. well, clearly, yeah. obviously, you've undone what you did, right? Like, it's it's not, it shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> and everyone's told you and explained to you. Over, like, 100 people, like, explained it to you. You're just like, no, they're all wrong. There's no way that it works this way. Clearly, I have locked my opponents out of being able to play Commander. Why are you taking this from me? It's just like, oh my god, like, Jesus. <laughs> you just really want people to not play. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I mean, some people get so caught up in their their own whatever. They just can't. Oh, yeah. It's a little humility. It goes a long way, I think, sometimes. A long way. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna pop this up on the screen. I'm gonna read it real fast. So yes. Contamination, two and a black. Yeah. During your upkeep, sacrifice a creature or sacrifice contamination. Easy enough. Whenever a land is tapped for mana, it produces black instead of its normal type and amount. Right. So, regardless of what you tap it for, mm-hmm. it's gonna. It's, 
that, that, that is pretty straightforward. There is right. not. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess I could kind of understand maybe with Chromatic Lantern, and like, but it's still not going to work how we wanted him to. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it, yeah. If if that's how it reads, then it definitely wasn't Chromatic Lantern because you're right; it would just produce black. But they they had a another spell in such a way where. Uh, you know, I think it was just like mana could be spent as any color, sort of, sort of thing. Where it's just like, okay, yeah. you've undone what you just did, but you believe that you're so right, and you think that your play is so epic that clearly it must work this way. And anyone that tells you otherwise is wrong. So much yeah. so that you get banned from the Ask a Judge Facebook group. <laughs> I mean that's a that's an impressive level of being wrong. Yeah, to, to his credit, yeah. like to to have all those ju- to to you know, yeah, disagree with that many judges. It's like that uh, Principal Skinner meme. It's like it's the am I out of touch? It's the children who are wrong. Yeah. It's, the judges, it's the judges who are wrong. <laughs> that's Peter, right. It's magic that's using the Ingl- English language wrong. <laughs> Somehow this is Mark Rosewater's fault. I don't that's know how, right. <laughs> but it's, it's his fault. Where's this yeah. blog of talk? Where's this blog? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was wild. That's that's funny. Yeah. I will say I think judges are probably some of the most unsung heroes in yes. magic. Mm-hmm. You know, they you gotta figure they're they're players themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They volunteer their time or you know, sometimes they get paid for events or they should get get paid for events. Mm-hmm. Let me, yeah. Let yeah. me read that. Pay your judges, pay yeah. your judges, pay mm-hmm. your judges. Indeed, and if you can pay them, you know, pay them in cash, cold hard cash, whenever you can, mm-hmm. unless things are worked out of the but Pay your judges, um, but yeah, you know, they go out and they're just, they just go out and learn the rules, and then they, you know, they they help run tournaments and, gosh, art whatever I don't even know RCQs and RCs and whatever the tournament yep. things are called these days, like, you know, and they're just the the the. They are that dedicated to the game that they take up that role, that mantle, and uh, they help keep the keep the competitive scene running. You know, and they. So. Um, I can also tell you my. Um, I can tell you the the one thing that scares me the most as a judge. Um, Hit me. Because and it's, it's not being wrong. Judges are allowed to be wrong. Um, that's and that's something that judges typically have to get over, um, you know, th- themselves just kind of as a personal oh yeah for uh, sure journey thing. Um, and I- I'm okay with being wrong. That part doesn't phase me. Um, however, the most times I've ever been scared as a judge is when I have to shuffle a player's deck in like a comp tournament um, because. I know that, like, when I shuffle, sometimes cards just fall. And that's, like, okay. But if I'm at a, like, comp REL event and, you know, I'm shuffling someone's deck. And, and you are able to request for a judge to, like, shuffle your cards at any point, right? Like, for, for you know, if you need to shuffle, no matter the reasons. It's, it's not, like, a, you know, only in these circumstances. Um, and... I had to once. There was just like a player who just needed to have their deck um shuffled uh for them and I just kinda like had to stay you know, to stay around that part of the table and 
help and every single time i was sweating bullets every <laughs> like push of the cards and i was just like please don't drop a card what happens if i do i'll have to call like an l2 i revealed information that's important like what what happens? What do I do? I don't even know what, what the protocol is. I was I, I don't even want to think about it. It's, it's, it that is my my actual scariest like Doomsday moment. Scenario. I can, I was like, oh. Yeah, like I, I can be wrong yeah. about something. That's why we have like that's why we escalate. People have argued like against me in the rules, and I don't even take it personally. I'm like, yep, we'll escalate it to the next level higher if you think that's like because you can always appeal. I I don't even take that personally at all. Don't even care. But Huh. What happens if I shuffle someone's deck and I just like spaghetti them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Do I just run away? Do I just <laughs> do I just run away as quickly as possible? I think that's. I think that's just what I do. As far until I learn more, I think that's just what I do. I just hide my he face dropped, and leave. <laughs> Crow dropped his deck and then he never heard from him again. <laughs> Which just but. never, just never heard from him again. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, I would be paranoid. I I would be par- more paranoid well, about dropping and if like I mean, defending what you're depending what you're playing, like how expensive the cards are. You know, I could imagine like mm-hmm. I you know I've never like vintage right. If someone's playing vintage, if there's like some moxes or stuff in there, I'd be like, oh, this is like here's like a mortgage payment or a car payment. And it's like let's just uh, very carefully mm-hmm. make sure we don't yeah. mess this one up. But uh, yeah. Yes. Again, unsung, unsung heroes. Yes, to, absolutely. You know, get fallen on the sword for us. So, yeah. um, too funny. Uh, well, you know, there was one other thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, a stride, yeah. you know, a stride. Aside uh, from being, you know, a streamer and a judge, uh, you are also part of the inaugural MTG Ambassador Program. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I've had a few. Uh, I've had a few ambassadors on. Um, mm-hmm. All lovely people. All, mm-hmm. in my opinion, very uh, great um, icons of the game of our community. Uh, I feel like a lot of the ambassadors have took a lot of uh, unnecessary heat when the program kind of first came around. I think slash hope you can probably speak to this more than I can. That that's mm-hmm. kind of tempered off as people have kind of seen what uh, what it's really about. Uh, so I just wanted to talk. Like, what is your experience? Yeah, maybe. Um, what has your experience been so far as an ambassador? And like, what do you, you know, just as an opportunity, like, what do you think it means to you to be an ambassador? Like, what are your, like, what are your goals as an ambassador? What have you been trying to do with that role? So uh, let's let's resolve this on the stack. So we're gonna, but we'll do it in reverse. So we'll do the first one in. Uh, in terms of like, if it's gotten if if we feel or we i well we'll do i i'll i'll, I'll take the uh my, my opinion is, is me here um if we if there we go if i feel as though like the things have been better received i would actually say no um i don't think it's been better received over time um, and, and this, you know, it, it definitely is my, you know, personal bubble, the things I interact yeah. with, the things I see, um, which is, which is, you know, is only so much. Um, but I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten to feel overly 
comfortable doing like you know hashtag MTG ambassador on a, on a thing that that there there has always been a layer of like how does this look how will this come across let me let me double check how I wrote this to make sure it doesn't mm. feel too gaudy or too high and mighty or anything like that mm. you know I always and, and and that's and that's shaped certainly like shaped the way um, I do content for it. You know, I always I I make sure that if it's an ambassador thing, it's something as like un um, not even undefensive, but just like un uh, uh, flaunty as possible. There we go. That's that's the term yeah. now um, because that's not and. I, I don't want it to be misconstrued that way. I think that's my that's my biggest peeve in general as just like a person. I hate being like misconstrued. Um yeah. and you know, like I and then like to kind of see people make a you know hashtag ambassador pro uh post and then kinda like receive certain levels of backlash and bad faith misinterpretations or whatever it is, you know, whatever, just people's reaction to it hasn't always been, like, the most, uh, uh, hasn't made me feel the most safe in, uh, in, uh, in in doing, um, so, so, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, second-guessing and double-checking that goes on, at least for me, you know, that's, that's just, like, how, how I respond to it, um, but like in terms of my goals for the program, I mean that hasn't necessarily changed since it began. Um, I want to be able to get to a point where not only I myself feel like I deserve what's happening, um, but also just like you know I hope other people are like you know yeah that that makes sense like you know. It, you know, Kuro deserves to be there, or, um, you know, this is what Ambassador, like, looks like, or is about, this box is falling, um, like, that's the, you know, I, I get it, you know, like, I, I want to produce something to make someone go, like, oh, okay, I get it now, um, and, you know, call it imposterism, or whatever, you know, I don't feel like I've necessarily done that yet, um, but as, the program goes on, and as I remain part of it, I plan on still pushing towards that goal of, you know, making the content that people are happy to see that I've made, um, whether it be under hashtag ambassador or not. Like, that's that's just always been, like, my goal, my, or at least my driving force. Um, so I want to use the resources that Watsi is giving me in order to do in order to achieve that, in order, in order to do, yeah. um, to do that a lot more. And it's certainly been ups and downs, um, whether it be community response or just literally dealing with anything involved in it, whether it be dealing with Watsi, yeah. whether it be dealing with community response, it's, just, it's all, it's all, uh, new in a way. Like, you know, it's, as you said, it's the inaugural, um, uh, iteration of it, and it has been a lot of learning. It, it's been quite a learning curve, for sure, <laughs> for everyone involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I um, 
like I said, I've had a few different people who are ambassadors on the show actually before and some before they even were ambassadors. But, you know, I think for the most part, um, everyone they chose is a very uh, well-deserved, well-earned figure in the community. Uh, it's it's it was really a shame, especially from what I saw on the initial launch, a lot of vitriol, mm. like unnecessary, you know, yeah. like mm. it's and, and that's that's the Internet. Right, a lot of it's the internet, yeah. it's like the Twitter discourse and this and that. Um, but I don't think people realize, like, the amount of people that maybe were were complaining, to, and like, as a creator, how you take that in, right? Because it's hard, because it's it's easy to be like, oh, like, you just you know, have tougher skin or this, but like stuff like that, you know, it hurts. It, it you take it to heart, you know, I. I'm a baby. Like I could never be an ambassador. I, sometimes I do, I do tick. Okay, so <laughs> this is gonna be really silly. So I do TikToks, and mm-hmm. all I do is I take magic cards and I write haikus. That's all I do. And That's sometimes impressive. I love it. it's fun. I I think it's it's yeah. fun. I don't really care. But like I enjoy it, right? But sometimes yeah. if I take it, if I take a new card, and my head is a little too big, like I get people like move your head so I can read the card, and I'm just like mm-hmm. I'll look at that and I'll just be like. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I didn't realize you couldn't read. Like I will get a yeah, yeah. for and it's just like right. that's not that's not, not nothing. That's not anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the the way certain people just like freaked out over, mm-hmm. like it's like guys, this is this is not new. This is not like companies do this all the time. I don't. Right. I couldn't under really. I couldn't understand. Maybe because this you know the people they chose. Like I don't know. Who knows? Like. Like why? But like, it wasn't like they chose people were who mm. were bad for the community. You know, it, it was like right. these are people that you see in our community who I think for the most part are all very well respected. All have um, you know user bases and and people following them. So like, mm. what you know? And literally the whole point was just to further the game. Like right. And you know, you're ambassadors of the game. Like I don't think there's any ambassador out there who is like a detriment to the growth of the game and in any mm-hmm. you know bad way it's all like people promoting the game in a healthy and welcoming way right right so and, 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 in a fresh way too right like it's yeah like the, the the goal of the program certainly is to like augment what people are already doing so that they can do it even better and yeah. just like you'd be able to put more heart and soul into it right um, yep. like that, that certainly helped me, you know, like, uh, just whether it be, Hey, listen, whether it be, uh, not having to spend as much on product, um, but like being able to, you know, at least like for me, for commander streams, right. It's just like being able to know that like on the day of, I can have the ability to like stream the pre-cons as soon as they come out. Right. Like yep. that's, that's like for me and just like how I do my content that's been paramount for me to be able to like just show that off to people right if people like how I play command in the first place and like the guests that I have on then like boom they have an avenue to see what do the pre-counts look like when they're played um, right off the bat you know that's like a preview that you didn't necessarily get before except by one or two studios right like only one or two sources but now you have multiple avenues um to enjoy that and then there's other ambassadors doing tiktoks on it there's other ambassadors doing youtube videos about it right like there's just 
the goal is to give at you know a a certain cost to wizard as at an acceptable cost to wizards of the coast to give uh different content creators of varying sizes varying backgrounds varying avenues of engagement the ability to do what they are already doing but amplified right just like with a little little bit of augmentation so that they can so they can just keep on producing more work work that's already reaching people and you know having people enjoy the game even more now they get to do it a week early you know a, a week or so early or give like a certain um uh you know aspect of a card or a card coming out before it reaches everyone right like and and that's all it is you know it's not it's not some weird underground market where like cards are being funneled and you know the the economy is being ruined it's not some like tournament upending situation where you know there's like cheating about it, you know, it, it it's not that right it's yeah. being handled in in such a way where like that's just not really what's happening so i i kind of wish it could be seen as a universally positive thing because it's supposed to be um but it it, it isn't it, it just it just isn't perceived um that way um not not by everyone at the very least uh, I, twitter is just one section of the magic community and yes, yes. and and, and as is reddit smaller as is vocal game section <laughs> right right and and it actually does seem to be like the ambassadorship is actually like improving the game overall and like the, the larger communities that just aren't you know online um as much so um but also at the same time and i i do like to give um credit where it's due i i know that not everyone is like approaching their criticisms like from a bad space right like not everyone who had questions especially when it first began like i was the first one to make a post on it and you know it felt cool to make the post and then three seconds later after like some likes rolled in it's like a comment it's a comment say that's awesome what is it and then it's just like huh i don't know how much i can say i i literally don't we actually haven't even done anything yet i have no idea exactly what things are supposed to look like because like just just because of how things launch and everything yeah there actually wasn't like a solid faq to give people and that that's fair that like that's actually a pretty fair question to have um what is it how do i become a part of it did you sign up for it i mean those are for what it's worth those are fair questions i i yeah didn't necessarily begrudge people for having them and I begrudged more at least at the time I begrudged more not being able or really knowing what I could say or even to explain what it was because it wasn't like we produced a piece of content and then said hey this is an example of what we get to do it was just like yeah I'm it what is it you know I don't even let me get back to you on that <laughs> let me get back to you in like i think like a month when we first started doing stuff so yeah it's like 
I I wish the situation was as black and white as that judge situation where someone's just objectively wrong and being just very stubborn about it, but every everyone can see that they're wrong, so it could just yeah. be just not ignored, but just like, you know, it's like, all right, well, but we're all on the same page, right? I wish it could be as black and white as that. Um, it wasn't. It isn't. But we are all still trying to do our best. Everyone's trying to do their best. Um, whether it be Watsi, whether it be the ambassadors themselves, whether it be the community. They're trying to do their best to just, like, understand what this is for and just, like, what it's supposed to mean. And my goal, personally, is to keep on doing my best and just do more and more, get better and better at it, so then I am serving the community in the, the best way I know I can, which currently is Commander Games. And so, if, hey, listen, if I can find a way to keep on doing Commander Games in a better way, just like a more unique way that helps you, you know, understand precons better or understand different aspects of Commander better or show you a specific strategy that you didn't know works that way and you get that aha moment, that's what gives me that dopamine hit and that's what I'm going to keep on trying to do. Very well said. Very well said. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it shouldn't surprise anyone. It's it's really, it's to me it's twofold, right? It's really the game nights model. They gave they would give right. game nights the precons, so when they got released, they there was content, right. right, right. So they took that idea mm. and they just expanded to a, a wider variety of creators to do whatever they wanted with it, right? So it could be could be mm -hmm. gameplay, it could be TikToks or whatever. So it's yeah. it wasn't you know it's it's not anything new but um you know I guess people could you know people had questions and maybe the the response to the questions was a little slow but I don't know, it still was like this is not yeah. people do this all the time we just they're trying to get people you know product in the hands of people ahead of time so they have pre-made content for when this stuff actually launches which right. is you know it's smart you know and it's just yeah. and you're now you're getting a wider gamut of of content you know it's not just like all kinds of different stuff to see. So it's, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I, you know, I, I'm for what it's worth. I, I think the program is cool. I think it's, it's, it's a net positive. Uh, I am very glad you're an ambassador. I think you are, Thank you. you have earned and continue to prove you are, um, a <laughs> great figure, uh, promoting the game. And I hope you continue to, uh, do such things. So, Thank you very much. I, I will I will continue to try and and one day I'll believe it too. <laughs> <laughs> I hear let me tell you, as someone who does like photography and music, I'm always just like everything I do is crap. But you know, yeah. you keep chugging yeah. along. It's it's that's the mm -hmm. it's the creative process, I suppose. So yeah. um so Kuro, I you know, I wanna thank you so much for joining me. I know it's if you're a night owl, it's getting late for you. It's getting late for me. You can see me. My eyes are already getting baggy. Um, I would have still been streaming at this time. It's fine. <laughs> the game um, would have been winding down, but yeah, I would have still been streaming. So there it's you all go. good. Um, so I just kind of want to wrap a few things up. So um, mm -hmm. the uh, all my guests, uh, when they come on, I have them choose a charity of their choice, and I just like to make a donation um, 
for for them for kind of as a nice little thing to come on and you chose the Trevor Project. Yeah. Uh, so I will be making a donation uh, to the Trevor Project as just kind of a you know way to support them. I know uh, they've done a lot of good work and a lot of people who've come on the show have, have supported them as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that. Uh, additionally, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop up my community board. So there it is. Like pop. Probably make a noise. Pop, pop. I say that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I like to talk a lot about, you know, I, we've, we've talked a lot about community tonight. And I like to talk a lot about community when I have um, in regards to my show. So what I like to do is um, to kind of continue to support you even after the show is done is I'm going to uh, hop on your Patreon. So uh, show and tell will become a uh, patron of your patreon oh, thank uh, you so much so it's just a small wow. way that i can kind of continue to um support you and your efforts and your endeavors as you kind of go out and create awesome magic content and continue to be a shining figure of the the magic community uh i should ask though you. the real the real question is though like what who is your who is your captain if we're talking captains are you there you go. Kirk, a Picard, oh, a Cisco, uh, or a Jane Picard. Picard. Okay, Picard has the Enterprise E. Yeah. It's just, it was, it's, it's just got, it's, it's so, it's so pretty. Look at it. Look yeah. at it. <laughs> it it Look is so it. pretty. It's so, it's, oh my God. Like this angle. Oh my goodness. Oof. Beautiful angle right here. That's there, There's like a science behind Star Trek ships. Yeah. And they like, they, they figure out what like the specific like angle that like to look at the ship is where it's just like the sexiest and god damn the ship has a lot of them does that yeah. one does the does the saucer section detach on that one too or is that yes that's what they did in the movie because the oh, borg were like trying to uh, do something with the saucer section and they had oh, to go out there and space that's right yeah that's right and then he he what is it he like lost to get off my ship it's like kind of like air force one yeah yeah gosh it's been a while yeah that's funny mm-hmm. you broke got you hit, it's so funny because you have all the things that you've ever got really mad with someone, <laughs> yeah you were just talking about it. i'm just and like you can break them all and then, <laughs> right? and it's like so like you broke your little ship you know kind of like uh oh my god yeah <laughs> that, i mean that's that's what this is modeled off of like, yeah just the, having the ships yeah of enterprise the, yeah <laughs> Oh god, that was the first time we ever. S- no, was it? Maybe it wasn't. I I want to say it was like the first time we saw this C, because we didn't like know what that was. Because like you know A B D, um E. I think you're right. I think I remember. Like, yeah, the the C had been one yeah. they hadn't, but because the D was the D is right. next generation ship. Correct. And then yeah. E. Yeah, that's right. That's funny because yeah. the they, they like did the, they did eventually do an episode with the sea. I, I just I don't know like timeline wise, but like the sea just looks like a smaller, lamer D. But um, I'm missing the sea. I miss I, these are the, like the eagle moss like large figures, and I'm missing the sea. So eventually one day enough mon- magic money dollars will fall in my hands. Like when all that ambassador money rolls in, you yeah. Can oh, oh my gosh, yes. All that all that shadow money I get from uh. Uh, manipulating the deck shuffler or something. Yes, you get those checks from <laughs> from uh, Richard Garfield coming your way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> himself. Thank you, uh, Carol. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyways, Chris, so thank you. Yes, like I said, so we'll, like I said, we'll hop on that Patreon. Um, and uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I will link all your socials. Thank What's you the best place? Are you pretty much Crow Hitsugi everywhere? Is that 
Yeah. Fair to say? Yep. Everywhere. Um, yeah. That if you type in that name, you'll you'll find me. <laughs> gotcha. I will. I'll like all your stuff. I have a link tree. I'll throw that below. So yeah, please check a crow. Uh, check out his stream. Um, find him on Twitter. Uh, and if you like what he does, yeah. So think about supporting him on Patreon. It, it helps out. You know, content creators like it makes a big difference. Just any little bit you can kind of can, especially if you enjoy their no, content. Really it's, it makes you. a big difference. So. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, you know what? If you are listening and you like what I do, wow, cool. I'd, I'm impressed. I'm surprised. Surpr- not impressed. Awesome. I'm surprised. Uh, feel free to <laughs> subscribe. You know, find you can find me on Twitter at uh, Show and Tell to you, Number two. Uh, I, I always, you know, it's funny because I had Power Dragon on, and he's like, "You need to like tell people to subscribe to your thing." He's great at like, yeah. You know, he's like, he gave me a bunch he's, of advice, and he's uh, he's the yeah, best. Yeah, he's really good at that. <laughs> so really I'm like, so I'm that. trying to take his advice to heart. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you like this, like subscribe, hit that bell, maybe not the bell, the notification. I you don't have to do that. I don't do that thing right hey, Hit it anyway. Hit, <laughs> hit it anyway. Give you a like, hit that subscribe, and uh, we'll we'll keep doing these. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I got a bunch of people lined up from. I guess when this comes out, it'll be this year. I'm talking about time travel now. There you mm-hmm. go. The time travel, Star Trek, Doctor Who. There's a crossover. Yeah, yeah, okay, I mean, the, so the Borg, after they destroyed the cube, the Borg yeah. sphere popped out, and they went back in time to try to stop the Federation from achieving warp drive. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it really, like, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Dr. Cochran. Was it Dr. Cochran? Yep, that his yep, name? yep, yep. Dr. Was, Cochran. Uh, God, that was a good I remember. Movie. I'm going to have to go watch that movie that, again. Uh, it's really good. What is that? That's that. Is the belt of Ryan? No, not that. That and then just <laughs> the tor- photon torpedo start hitting the camp. Oh my god, so good. We should watch it again. We should. <laughs> I like. Okay, this is not Star Trek. I like when they're about to launch and he's like, "Oh no, hang on, hang on." He's freaking out and like Riker's like, yes. "Get ready to abort." And he's like, "Oh no, we're good." And he puts in the thing and it's a. Uh, uh, it's like a little who, little girl. It's a little disc right. and it's the song. It's uh, ticket to, ticket. No, what is it? Uh, Oh my gosh! This is how I'm tired. It's like Steppenwolf. It's a song. Magic Carpet Ride. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, like, yeah, yeah. Just and then they're like, "Oh, it's, yeah, it's a good scene. Mm-hmm, it's a good scene. Mm-hmm. Go watch it." That generation. No, that's a uh, first contact. First contact. First contact. First, first contact. contact. Yeah. There you oh, go. God, first ten minutes of that movie I could watch over and over and <laughs> over again. God, it's so good. Oh, I'm gonna look it up on YouTube now. <laughs> there you go, perfect. That's I do that sometimes. Just a bunch of Star Trek clips, like from cool parts. So I might have to mm-hmm. find that worth one. It is a good day to die. Um, yeah. All right, I've held you too much. Uh, fun crew everywhere. <laughs> like his stuff. Give him money. You know, like subscribe here if you like it, and then uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. So thanks again. See you, everyone.